Welcome to Hockey Prospect Radio. Your voice for prospect news and analysis on Sirius XM NHL Network Radio. Now, here's hosts Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. Welcome to Season 19, Episode 22, powered by Huddle Analysis. Offering the largest data and video library of players, teams, and leagues worldwide. And Junior Prospect Hockey League, Western Canada's newest developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level at JuniorProspectHockeyLeague.com. I'm happy to bring on Jimmy Roy, Director of Player Development for the Winnipeg Jets. Jimmy, thanks for coming on the show. I always appreciate when you drop by and we can chat about your kids in the system. Yeah, thank you very much. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. So let's talk about uh, the Black and Blue Brothers. So first off, <laughs> let's talk about Cody Barlow, because when Cody was came in, was drafted, and he came down and talked to us uh, right along the boards at the draft at NHL Network Radio, I started joking with him because Rutger McGordy and him, they have a lot of similarities in terms of not only their personalities, but their willingness to pay the price to do things a lot of other players don't want to do. The difference between decisions and choices, and they make great choices. They'll take hits to make plays. They'll go to the greasy ears to go get pucks. They'll go to the front of the net and take punishment from defensemen. And those characteristics are very similar. They have similarities in those characteristics. And they both project, in my eyes, to be playoff-style players. I think sometimes we forget, Jimmy. Yeah. Go through the 82 games of the regular season, and then the playoffs start in the first round. We go, oh, that's how hockey's played. Right? Yeah, and it goes I think, to another level. Right. And I think both those players have those mental and emotional attributes that would allow them to be really strong playoff players players so let's talk about Kobe Cody Barlow right off the hop and what your thoughts were him you know you got a chance you got to see him right after he was drafted and then as he's you know going through this season in the Ontario Hockey League yeah so Colby's been uh he's been an interesting um uh, start to the year for us because we had him in training camp and he got sick during training camp right after like the day after he signed his contract I think he got sick and missed the, the rest of training camp and then got sent back to junior and was trying to get healthy. I, I don't know if he had COVID or exactly what it was, but he got really sick. And then he kind of got back, back playing, played 12 or 13 games. Um, and then um, hurt himself, hurt his back and um, missed another two months, you know, missed the opportunity with the world juniors and a few things, but probably about the last uh, six to eight weeks here in the, in the new year. Um, he's really, um, you know, and, and in my job, I don't see these kids in their draft year. I see them once they've been drafted, um, you know, I, I don't see a lot of them. Once in a while, I'll see them in the draft year, but not very often have I seen any of our players in their draft year. So my first real introduction is at development camp, training camp, um, and then going out at the start of the year to go out and see them in their own environment. And the interesting thing about Colby is, um, you know what? He he looks like a grizzled veteran. Um, he's got some presence out there. He's got respect because of his work ethic, his compete level. Um, you know, and like you said, he does go to those greasy, dirty areas to score goals. Um, actually had a conversation with him this morning and we were talking about, you know, the two types of offense, so offense off the rush or offense in zone. And, and he's more of an in zone offensive guy. He has the ability to shoot the puck. Um, he gets to the front of the net. Um, always looking for getting to the point, crashing the net, looking for rebounds. Um, and, and those are the type of players that um, have success in playoff hockey, like you were talking about, because, um, you know, a lot of the goals in playoff hockey teams tighten up defense, and that's where goals are scored in that in that grade A and that you know ten foot radius of the uh, of the goal crease and and both of those guys score in that area. So so Colby is 
he was a little late getting going to start the year, but um, he's been really good to watch here the last last couple of weeks. You think, you know, and he's missed a little bit of time, but you look at his overall skating. I think sometimes we don't recognize effective skaters in the NHL. There's fast skaters, but you look at a player like Mark Stone. Mark Stone's not the most fleet of foot, but he's so effective as a skater of understanding how to change his speed, when to change angles so that he arrives when he has to arrive. It reminds me of uh, Guy Carboneau later in his career when he played for Dallas. Same thing. And you think um, Colby has that those similar traits as he doesn't have to be the, the fastest player in a straight line because he understands how to use his, his skating effectively with his size. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? And and, and the thing is, though, is, is he's going to get quicker. Um, it's one of the things I do really enjoy evaluating and watching kids grow as they're skating. Um, it was one of the things I didn't have very good hands when I when I played, but I had a, a decent skating ability. And it's one of the things I enjoy helping kids with. And the thing with Colby is he's going to get quicker as he matures. Um, you know, he's going to get those fast twitch muscles are going to get a little quicker. Um, you know, he's going to get a little lower in his strides to get more power in his legs because he's still physically maturing. Um, you know, and, and the one thing about, um, athletes, hockey players, um, that, um, are, are working towards becoming an elite skater is their conditioning level. Um, players that, um, have to work at skating need to be in the best shape of their life because it maybe takes a little extra for them to get around the arena. And that doesn't mean you're not going to play in the National Hockey League. It just means you're just going to you're going to have to like you talked about, you know, with Mark Stone or, or, or other players. You just have to find your niche, find your ways. And and, and they're both uh, they're both very good at that. Let's talk about Rutger McGordy. And he's another guy who is an in zone player, um, certainly also is not the yeah. most fleet of foot in that respect as well. But what I think he does really well in terms of using his skating real effectively, particularly it's within a 10 foot radius. And he's, I thought he's really effective of when defensemen or forwards are leaning on him. He understands how to use pressure to his advantage. So guys are leaning on him and he knows which ways to pivot and pull away in those circumstances. And I think it's a really underrated factor in a lot of, a lot of players is when they get leaned on, you know, whether along the boards or around the front of the net, how to pull out of that with the puck or like pull themselves in a way to present a stick so that the puck can get to them and they have just enough space to make a play happen. Yeah. You know what the game, the game um, probably changed for a few years where it went to, I mean, it's still that way where it was fast up and down the ice and fine stuff. And, but I I, I look at Rutger and he has more of that old school power forward mentality Um, in, 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 you know, the ability to protect pucks um, look for, look for players coming late, um, get himself or the puck to the front of the net. Um, he's really good at getting to the front of the net when he doesn't have the puck. Um, he can read gaps between defensemen and understand his timing and what routes to get there so he can get in front of the goalie's eyes. And then he's really good at puck retrievals. Um, his first five steps are, are no different than anybody else. Like he's quick in those first five steps um, and has the ability to, to get pucks back on, on shots that have been taken up to the point, get back to the front of the net, um, find those lanes. Um, and, and I think it shows in his, um, in the numbers he's been able to put up this year at, at the university of Michigan and, and, um, how he was be able, was able to compete at the world juniors coming back from a pretty serious injury, um, and, and getting available for that. Um, he's another kid that is kind of that old school hard work, uh, mentality. Do you think as well with, I think both car, uh, Kobe and Riker do this really well in terms of 
they recognize what their identity is. So you don't have to help them build that or change from their junior or college ranks into pro. They have fully formed identities in their mind. They know who they are. I think that is a tremendous advantage for them. And the other one that I really think is an advantage for both those guys is I think a lot of young players don't recognize that how little they actually have the puck on their stick. So if you look at the time frame you play in a game, but Ford plays 20 minutes in a game, he may only have the puck two, three percent of the time. So what are you doing yeah. with the other, you know, 95 percent of your time or 96 percent of your time? What are you doing to make your t- help your team win? And that's yeah. what you have talked about, how their ability is to create time and space for more, maybe more a fleet of foot or highly skilled forwards around them on their line. They create time and space for their line mates. Yeah. And I think that's an undervalued skill set that both of them, I think, have. Yeah, I, I, I... I think you hit the nail right on the head. Their identities as, as what they are as players is you're not um, spending a half a year or saying, okay, well, this is what you got to work on to get to the national hockey league. This is what you got to work on at the pro level. Um, they know what their, they know what their assets are. Um, and they, the, the, the interesting thing about both of them, they put the work in to do it. It's not like we have to probe them and say, Hey, okay, well, you know what? You've got to find a, we, I'll help you find a skating coach in your area so that you can work with this person or we're going to, I'm going to send you a video on our guys so that you could with our guys so you can do this and work on this. And, you know, they're both very geared towards that mentality of becoming good NHL players and, and working on that identity and putting the time in. So they're, they're, they're great kids. You know, that's one of the things I, I appreciate when you, you talk to players, they're self-motivated and, but yeah. they also have like self-discipline. Because motivation yeah. will get you through the door, but it's going to dr- wane really quickly. And then it's all based yeah. on self-discipline. And can you do the things you don't feel like doing, but you just make yourself do it. And when I yeah. watch both them play, it's clear to me that they do that on a pretty regular basis because they have really good habits as players. They're yeah. not sloppy in how they play and how they function on the ice. And I think that resonates through the rest of their team is that's a guy that or both of them are guys that can drag people into the fight. And I think that's, and that's why they're both. Yeah. And that's why they're both in, in, in leadership areas on both their teams. Right. Because coaches see that um, they know that, that they're going to drag other people into the fight and, and into the game and not by, not by physically doing it, but by their compete level, by their uh, character, their demeanor, um, they drag people into the game. And, and that's what good teams do when they have players like that. We're going to take a short break on Hockey Prospect Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. Every play, every stat, every breakdown. On their own, they're essential. But all together, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat, a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advanced tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing piece to get the most out of every second of film. Visit huddle.com backslash HPR to learn more. The Junior Prospect Hockey League is Western Canada's newest elite developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level. The JPHL features professional coaches and skill development coaches, along with comprehensive practice, game, and academic schedule, allowing athletes to be successful in a more cost-effective model compared to similar hockey and school programs. To learn more and see why the JPHL is the ideal choice for your student-athlete and family, visit JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com. 
Fractal Hockey Consulting. Everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo in hockey. We believe in thinking differently. We provide interdisciplinary solutions that are personally designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. Through an integrated series of best business practices, and we design solutions for both hockey operations and hockey business operations. Contact us at FractalHockey.com. 